What's going on, everyone? This is Nestor Vega with Probation Pros Podcast. Today we're going to do a quick review. Uh, it should be a relatively quick podcast. It's just about what's uh, what's going on that everyone knows about, that apparently everyone is freaking out about, um, and that's the coronavirus in 2020. So real quick, coronavirus is, is again, just another virus. Um, it has the same signs and symptoms as any other virus, as any other um, infection of, so- of sorts. The main ones being a fever, uh, a cough, chills, and then uh, relative shortness of breath. So, so far in the United States, there has been 3,487 cases of coronavirus or COVID-19. There has been a total of 68 deaths. Um, in 53 different jurisdictions, those being uh, 49 states and then districts, Puerto Rico, um, and other places like that. So, however, those are the cases. However, 3,068 of them are still under investigation as to where they came from, how people got them, um, and if they're expected to worsen, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 205 of them are travel-related, and 214 are contracted by close contact, so by by mass gatherings and stuff like that. So how or what does this do for, for us, for the healthcare professionals in the EMS setting? Well, first and foremost, it's just being cautious and cognizant of contracting a virus and of staying clean. I'm sure you guys have all heard to continuously wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with warm soap and water. Uh, you know, if you count your count your ABCs front and back or sing happy birthday to yourself twice, uh, you should be around that, that time frame. But what else can we do? What about when we transport patients? What about when we clear the hospital, when we transfer the patient to a hospital bed, you know, do we, are we still going to clean the gurney the same? Are we still going to wipe down equipment the same? Or is there something different that we have to do? Well, the simple answer is do the same plus more. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that we already do that um, are well documented to fight against and to kill coronavirus. Simple things such as Lysol spray, it says right there on the back of the can, kills human coronavirus, right? And obviously Lysol has been around for quite a long, quite a long time, a lot longer than the virus has been around. So we know certain things kill corona or COVID-19. We know that for a fact. Um, the biggest issue I think that EMS is having is simply doing it. Is, is simply realizing that, you know what, you should be wearing a mask. You should be changing out your gloves before you touch any of your equipment. You know, you should be thinking about cross-contamination and you should absolutely be uh, deconning all the, <clears throat> excuse me, all the equipment and all the other things that you use uh, that could have potentially been within six feet of the patient and touched the patient as well, right? So one of the other things that's common as well is chest pain. Um, When it gets more severe, uh, altered mental status, 
And then also depending on the difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, uh, some bluish discoloration of the lips or the face is also possible, right? So when it comes to us running these calls, first and foremost, of course, follow your local protocols, follow your jurisdiction's protocols. There is nothing um, that I'm going to say that's going to be any different to any of it. The reason being is that this is a new virus, right? Um, we know that human coronavirus existed before in the past, but it's never been this widespread and it's never really been an issue for us. Um, so with that being said, there since it's so new, there is no vaccine for it, right? Uh, we're still learning about it on how it spreads. Um, can it be aerosolized or is it in the gross droplet form, which we've uh, from my understanding, has been it's it's confirmed to be droplets instead of aerosolized. Uh, however, we still don't want to to risk that just in case of a uh, possibility of mutation from the virus itself, right? Because viruses can mutate very very fast, which makes them very difficult to combat. And obviously, when you don't even have anything to combat it other than preventative measures, it gets even more difficult. So first and foremost, you know, try to keep yourself clean. Try to stay a little bit further away. CDC recommends at least six feet away from your patient, uh, if possible, and from other people that could potentially be infected. And I mean, if you want to be six feet away from absolutely everyone, I guess you would be a lot safer like that as well. But try to keep clean. Try to keep away. Like I said already, wash your hands or at least use a hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol, which is most hand sanitizers. Um, and of course, avoid touching your eyes, nose, nose and mouth. But those are all things that we already knew, right? Those are all things that we're already taught and that are very, very basic measures um, when it comes to just keeping yourself clean and keeping yourself healthy. But that's also the problem is that they're so basic and there's such a widespread panic about it, people forget to do those things, right? And people in general over time have forgotten to do those things, right? Most, most people probably don't. So what needs to happen is everyone needs to be cognizant about doing those things and you know, continuously and consistently doing those. And this isn't going to, shouldn't stop. Uh, once this all washes over, this, this shouldn't stop, right? You should still try to keep your distance between people who are more sick. Um, definitely still clean your hands as often as you possibly can. Still use hand sanitizer, you know, still avoid touching your face at all, right? Still want to cover your cough and your sneeze. Try not to uh, get it aerosolized or try not to spread it, right? Uh, if you're sick, if you're in the hospital, if you're working EMS and you're with someone sick who's coughing, who's sneezing, who's getting all sorts of contaminants and droplets and particles everywhere in the air, you know, you still want to have them wear a face mask, face mask, excuse me. You don't want to, we don't want to see this as extra precautions because these are things that you should be doing no matter what, right? So I know for me, it's a very common thing where if, if you know, cough once or twice, no biggie. But if the patient has has a cough and it's more than likely from some sort of infection or some sort of infectious disease, and it's not like 
something that's maybe COPD related. Not that, that I wouldn't put a mask on someone with COPD who's coughing a lot, but I would just be a lot more prone to do it if I don't know exactly what's causing uh, their cough. And especially if it's a wet cough, if you know you can visibly see particles and droplets coming out of their mouth as they cough or as they sneeze, then definitely we want to get a, a mask on them. Uh, one of the biggest issues I've ran into is just patients not wanting to wear a mask or they, you know, they rip it off and tell me how stupid it is that I have to make them wear a, net, a mask or something. But that's where education comes into play, right? And obviously, uh, we want to be wise about it. We don't want to disgruntle the patient even more. We want to be wise about how we educate them and, you know, let them know that this is for their benefit. This is for our benefit. This is for the entire world's benefit, essentially. Um, and those masks will do a lot. You know, simple simple surgical masks are good enough, but we want to see if, uh, if they're available, we can get particle uh, blocking masks as well. So other than that, I mean, there's really nothing else to say about coronavirus, right? It's, like I said, it's another essentially another flu that could potentially lead to pneumonia in, in the more serious stages. Um, and then eventually, like almost any other infection, will lead to uh, cardiac arrest and, and eventually death, if not treated, if not taken care of. Um, like I said earlier, there is only 58 cases of, of uh, deaths. I mean, there's only 58 deaths so far, or I'm sorry, 68 deaths in the United States. Um, and there's only been 3,487 cases, right? 3,068 of those are still being investigated as to how they came. So there really is a, a mass majority of cases that we don't know how people contracted them. We don't know what they did, where they were, what they touched, anything like that. Um, and it, it becomes an issue. It definitely becomes an issue and it becomes a state of concern in terms of who has the illness, who could carry the illness, what could carry the illness, and what we can do to prevent that from happening, right? So for us in EMS, obviously, we know just keeping our things clean is going to help tremendously, you know. Um, it's, it's just like when you start to have a cold, you wake up and you have a sore, itchy throat, you know, first thing you want to do is wash your hands, you know, maybe pop some medication, take some vitamins, whatever your thing is, but keep your hands clean, try not to touch your face, don't pick your nose, all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of times by the end of the day or the next morning, you'll be okay if you did it right. You'll feel fine. Other times, you know, by the end of the day, if you're uh, ignoring these simple guidelines by the end of the day, you might even be uh, feeling worse, right? So one of the things you can do uh, now that we're on that topic is what would you do if you are feeling sick, whether or not you know if it's COVID or not? Well, first and foremost, just because of what's going on today and because we don't know how it's being transmitted, it is recommended to stay at home for now. Now, CDC recommends at least a quote-unquote self-quarantine of at least 14 days, right, or two weeks. So 
totally possible. You don't need to go buy all the toilet paper in the world to do that. You don't need to go buy all the food in the world to do that. There is no food shortages going on because of the illness or anything like that. It's simply just people freaking out. And although I agree that if people are freaking out this much, you might need to go to the store yourself and get all these things for you. Um, you know, if people could just stop, <laughs> in, in the simplest of terms, if people could just stop, that would be the best way of, of fixing at least that issue, right? So stay home if you are feeling sick. Uh, avoid public areas, of course, such as work, school, uh, public transport, anything like that, where, you know, it, it's openly shared by the public. You want to try to avoid from that, avoid those areas. Um, what comes part of quarantine, you know, you're sharing away from others, you're limiting contact with pet and animals, which is, which is pretty new to me, uh, given that most pets and animals can't contract corona. Um, except for birds, right? Those were the ones that were that are known for contracting corona. So it is still recommended that people uh, limit contact with animals um, until there's more information known uh, about the virus. But so far, uh, there have not been any reports of pets or other animals becoming sick with, with corona. Um, so when possible, if you have another member of your household uh, they can care for your pets if that's the case. If you're sick, they can care with your pets. Um, and then if you do have another member in your household, you want to try to protect them as well. Keep them uh, a fair distance away from you and and have yourself uh, take care of yourself. You know, wear a face mask, wash your, wash your hands, all that stuff. Keep your distance, cover your sneeze, cover your cough. You know, a lot of the same things that everyone is saying. Um, and a lot of the same things that everyone here knows as well. So other than that, there's really not much else to, to talk about. Um, go ahead and, and let me know what your experiences have been with Corona so far. Uh, in my case, uh, my local procedure is we're going to show up to every single call. No matter what it is, we're going to show up in a Tyvek suit uh, and 100 respirator and goggles and gloves and that's our that's our new PPE that's our standard PPE for every single call as of right now uh, but you know I'd be really interested to see your guys's uh, local policies and procedures when it comes to to this and just the PPE in general um, because I, I do agree with what our PPE is I think it is overkill I think it is uh, it is frankly it is ridiculous but I do agree that, you know, it's, it's, uh, if we're going to stop the spread of this, it's what needs to happen. You know, we, we want to try to get ahead of it. Even though in, in my local area, there's only been one reported case and, and they are already quarantined. Um, and it doesn't sound like they had any contact with anyone from uh, contraction to diagnosis. But we just, we never know. And we want to make sure that... Uh, we're not taking that chance of, of spreading it at all. But thanks so much, guys, for listening. If you guys have any questions or if there's anyone out there that knows anything more about it, if anyone needs to correct me, I don't know if I said anything wrong, but uh, go ahead and, and uh, leave a comment down below. You'll be able to find this podcast on almost any uh, podcast platform that you listen to. You guys have a great day. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Probation Pros.